0: Welcome to the Source of Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we talk to the experts in all asset classes of commercial real estate. Listen so you can grow your wealth, expand your portfolio, improve your mindset, and live an amazing life. And now, your host, Jonathan Hayek. Hey, it's Jonathan. Uh, Thanks for coming to listen to this really quick bonus episode. This is a continuation of my conversation with Melanie McDaniel. If you did not listen to the previous episode with Melanie, go ahead and check that out. You do not necessarily have to listen to that episode before this one. Um, I wanted to share this part of the conversation with you separately uh, because this is the kind of stuff that I really like talking to guests about. It's important to talk about capital raising and how to buy deals and uh, how to find investors and all that good stuff, Um, the nitty-gritty ins and outs of commercial real estate. But the conversations that I really like having with people in real estate is the why. Like, Why are we buying real estate? What is it for? Um, For me, it is not just enough to continue to buy real estate to make more and more money. Um, Yes, I want to make money, but I also have a strong why. And um, it's really interesting and important for me to hear from my guests, um, to hear about their why and why they're investing in real estate and why they do what they do. So at the end of my conversation with Melanie, we went into a little bit of her why, um, including travel, um, but also bigger picture stuff about um, why we invest in commercial real estate. Um, So I hope you enjoy uh, this short episode, uh, this bonus episode with Melanie McDaniel. Well, previously today, you talked about living in Thailand for a couple years, um, and you've talked about having dreams of traveling and living abroad. So I'd love to just hear more about um, your history of travel and and what uh, what's kind of driving you now.
1: Yeah. So Thailand was only a month, by the way. And I did live in Italy for two years. So I don't know if it was something I said okay. today or something you heard, but I just...
0: Okay. It, no, I got mixed yeah, up. Yeah, no
1: worries. I It's just who I am. I feel this travel bug. I think when I was in I was a in, when I was young, my parents did travel with us a lot. We went to a lot of national parks, and I had a grandma in Washington and one in California. So that was super, super extreme. I didn't go out of the country really until I was sixteen, I think. Uh, but we had foreign exchange students. Maybe that planted some seeds. Everything to me is a seed planted and a pivot, right? I had a sixth grade teacher that she would teach about the Etruscans, the Egyptians, the med, you know, medieval times from her own personal slides, and I was just like, wow. I thought it was so amazing. So when I went to join the military, I was um, early for my army appointment and just stepped into the the Navy office. And they're like, travel the world, travel the world, travel the world. I'm like, sign me up. That's it. I just, I don't even know. I don't even know what job I want. I just want to travel the world. And luckily I got my first duty station was Italy. So I think I've just, I have a travel bug. Um, I've been to India to do my yoga teacher training. I've been to Thailand. That was more just a digital nomad sort of play. I went to a conference called the digital nomad summit or nomad summit. Maybe. Um, yeah. Oh, South America, Central America, lots of places. I just, I, I don't love going to the same place twice either. I think Italy is the only exception just because I have friends there, but I, yeah, I travel frugally and, I usually have a purpose. I don't just travel to be a tourist. Like when I went to India, I was there for my yoga teacher training and I was there for three weeks and I really got to know Rishikesh. And that's why I went to Thailand. I didn't go all around Thailand. I went to one town, had one Airbnb because I really just want to immerse myself in wherever I am. Um, Yeah, I had the digital nomad bug. I think that was part of the sloughing off of the old me. I just, I needed to get rid of everything. I, at one point, the only possession I had was my car. And then I had like my camping gear and some kitchen stuff that I didn't want to get rid of and stored those at my mom. So, and it's all part of a spiritual journey as well. That part of it, just uh, detaching from labels, from things, from responsibility to things. So I'm super conscious of where I live and cause you know, I don't know about you. If you have a house, you're cleaning, you're mowing, you're repairing stuff. You have to water plants. You have to whatever you have to do. I I live in a furnished place. It's not even my own. And I I, I'm reluctant to like get my own place because it takes away from my life to serve things. And then, of course, it ties you down and you can't travel or you feel like if you do travel for two, three, four, six months, then what do you do with the house? And you have this thing holding you down. I don't know did you want to know something specific about a place as far as like travel or just by a uh, purpose or by reason?
0: Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, just kind of your background. What motivates you is, um, is travel kind of your, why are you, are you working towards something? Are you working towards living abroad or, um, are you hoping to to live internationally in the future? Yeah,
1: I definitely have a curiosity and I think travel, um, helps with that because it's really interesting going to places, seeing the things, meeting the people, experiencing a culture like India that was the weirdest place I've ever been, weird in a good way, just so much not like what I'm I'm used to here in the US. Um it's also I grew up in Utah and when I grew up, I th- everyone was the same color as me and the same mindset. I wasn't Mormon or whatever, not that's a bad thing. So I don't mean that mindset, but Um, yeah, I went to the Navy and I was such an ignorant white girl. I wasn't even sure. I I didn't feel like I was better than anybody. I just said stupid stuff that was probably really offensive. (laughs) And I almost got myself beat up a number of times. Like, oh, I can't call it ghetto music. What is it? Oh, rap music. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I didn't know. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but apparently it was, it was important. uh, Differentiator there. Um, So, I just feel like traveling makes you, it, it releases some of those stereotypes, or there's no one right way to live. In the US, you know, we probably don't have it all figured out. We're the most pill popping, therapy needing uh, people that have cars that they can't afford and things they can't afford just to have some sort of appearance. You go to India. It's very spiritual. People have hardly anything. They're probably happier than we are. And things are really crazy there, but it just works. And they're very spiritual. And here we're just, we think we're spiritual because we go to church or whatever, but we're not. We're disconnected to anything source, I think. Um, So anyway, the idea is I love to go and get surprised. I I would love to go and knock down the stereotypes or figure out other ways of living, other ways of thinking, and it helps me grow as a person, I think.
0: Yeah, I I really connect with what you were talking about with... I look frozen. Oh, I really connect with what you were talking about with you buy this house and then you get more stuff and then you fill up your house with stuff and then you're connected to it and then, you know, you want to do stuff, but then you have pets or you have the grass to mow or you have, you know, you want a bigger house, but then you have to clean the bigger house and furnish the bigger house and pay utilities on the bigger house. And um, it's something that I'm going through with my wife now of just really taking a serious look at our life and, is it it does our current life match up with our goals and what we want out of life um and so it's just uh yeah you know we get society and media and you know all these expectations on us telling us that this is what we're supposed to want and this is what's supposed to be important to to you as an adult or you as a as a father or husband or family person um And then the reality is like, well, maybe, maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe I don't have to have, maybe I don't have to own my home. What if I rent? Or like you, I love it. Like you live in a a furnished home. And so, you know, you don't, when you, when you're ready to move, you don't have to hire a moving company. You don't have to rent a U-Haul and put all your, put all your junk in a van and, and move it to the next place. Um, and so I, I just really love your um, kind of your introspection and, and and seriously taking a look at what you want on a life.
1: Yeah I, um, to me life is a game and we're in this matrix and we can't get out of the matrix right and money puts us on the matrix. So you need the money but the money again is abundant and it's it's flowing. But we either attract it or we un, like, detract it with our energy and our thoughts. So it's funny when I look back and all the struggles I had, the stress, the whatever. I mean, I, I ended up making it, right? I did pretty well. But I bet it could have happened a lot faster if I could have controlled my, my ideas or my thoughts about it, for sure, or my energy. I gave it so much weight in my life like, oh, I need the money before I can feel stable. Once I'm stable, then I can go be, live, do. But instead, I choose to just be, live, do now. And the money comes like kind of easy, like not easy, but it's still work and I enjoy my work. So but it's coming and it's abundant. It's like, I don't know, just kind of turn the hose on and opportunities come. The right people come because I'm open and I'm not. If you stress out about it, that is a very like deflecting energy.
0: Yeah, and we have to go through those dark moments to know what we want. And so those moments of, you know, being being owned by your money or being owned by your things and realizing that this is not what I want and I want something different. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you could tell a teenager like, no, this is what life is all about. This is what you should do. But the teenager's not going to listen to you because um, they just they have to do it themselves. And it's not because, you know, you know a, a teenager is bad. It's just we were all there and we all just have to go through the experience and and um, and do life on our own terms and, yeah. and learn by doing things the wrong way. And then hopefully figuring out the right way that we, we want to do it.
1: I think what we can do for teenagers or children is just expose them to new ideas, new ways of thinking opportunities, because if I was exposed to being an entrepreneur as a child, I, that might have changed something for me, but I wasn't until I was 35 and read the book. Um, so yeah, we can't make them, we can't tell them, get into finance, get into you know whatever. You can't tell them that because I wouldn't have listened either, but you can expose them.
0: This content is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It is not financial advice, and it is not an invitation to buy or sell real estate or make any investment decisions.